Thank you for tuning in to the Radio Bible Course. We begin with a question today. Is Jesus teaching you anything today? You might think that's a very strange question. You might say that Jesus taught everything he wanted to teach while he was here on the earth, but he's not teaching anything today. That's where we have misunderstood. If Jesus had taught everything that he wanted the church to know while he was here on the earth, then there would be no epistles, no book of Acts, no book of Revelation. The fact is that Jesus could not teach his apostles many of the things which they needed to know, not only about the future, but about the church itself. Jesus said that in John chapter 16, verse 12. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, and he will show you things to come. For several days we have been discussing what some of those things might have been which Jesus wanted to teach but couldn't teach because the apostles were not able to bear it. One of those things is perhaps the new revelation about the mystery. That's found in Ephesians chapter 1. The Spirit came after the resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. The Spirit came at Pentecost, and he has been here with the church ever since that day, teaching the apostles the things which Jesus could not teach them. One of those major teachings is the mystery of the church. Most of that revelation came by the Spirit to the Apostle Paul. And in chapter 3 of his epistle to the Ephesians, he expounds on it. Listen to what Paul writes, beginning with verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, which was given to me for you, that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before, in brief. And by referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace which was given to me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things. Well, some of that may be difficult if you have not been a Bible student studying the administrations of God. Paul here is referring to a new administration which had not been revealed in earlier days. It never was made known by God to any man 
prior to Paul's time. And it's the mystery of the church. Now, a mystery does not mean something mysterious. It means a secret, something hidden by God, but then later revealed according to his own timetable. The mystery of the church is this, that the Gentiles who were far from God, alienated from God, under no covenants, had no worship, no commandments, no word from the Creator, suddenly, through Christ Jesus, would be made partakers and fellow heirs of the promises which God gave to Israel. Now that is remarkable, and it would be astounding if Jesus had said anything like this to his apostles they never would have been able to understand it because all they knew was that Jesus Christ had come to fulfill the promises made to the fathers, the Jewish fathers, that is. They didn't see where he had any role at all with non-Jewish people. They had been sent out by Jesus specifically given instructions not to go to the Gentiles nor to the Samaritans, but go only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as you go, preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see how Jewish the message was. Jesus had come to fulfill the covenants made with Abraham and David to set up a kingdom here on the earth and rule on David's throne. That's all in fulfillment of what God had promised to do for his people. But of course, we all know that the Jews rejected their king. But God has not gone back on his promise. He said, the Son of God would come to rule on David's throne, and that he would rule for a thousand years, and he cannot nullify this promise. But that promised kingdom will come in the future. Ephesians chapter 3 is talking about something that is taking place on earth during Paul's time. It was the building of the church. Jesus had promised in Matthew chapter 16, I will build my church. And in the book of Acts, we read how he did it. And now Paul is explaining to the Gentiles that they have been brought in equal partners with the Jews to be a part of the church. And he said, this is a mystery. It was a mystery until he revealed it, but now it's plain as day that God always intended to save all men, everyone who will believe the good news about Jesus Christ, the one sent by God to save us from our sins. Some people don't want to accept the fact that God has different administrations. But Paul writes in verse 9, and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery, which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things. There is an administration. Some people refer to it as a dispensation or an age. But God has done different things during different times in history. At first he was dealing with his people Israel. For 1,400 years, he administered those people by his law code. We call it the Law of Moses, and they were obligated to live by it and keep it. 
and anyone who violated it was under the curse. But when Jesus Christ died on the cross, having been crucified by his own people and rejected by them, the law covenant came to an end, and a new covenant was established, a covenant made not with the blood of an animal, but with the blood of the Son of God. We are living under that new covenant, and with that covenant has come a new way of life. Instead of the law of Moses governing those who believe in Christ, we have the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And Jesus himself announced the day before he was crucified that he had a new law to give to his apostles. It would be the law of the church. It's this, written in John chapter 13. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. We read in the Bible that if we do love, we fulfill all the law. And if we can fulfill all the law of the Old Testament by loving, why do we need the Old Testament law? That's a good question. We don't need the Old Testament law. It has been abolished by the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. He nailed it to his cross. The old law is obsolete. You see, the church is not Israel. We are not Jews. We have not taken the place of Israel and the covenants of God because God never made a covenant with the Gentiles. All of his covenants were made with Israel. And the church is different from Israel. We who believe in Jesus Christ are in the church made up of Jew and Gentile. It's not a Jewish church, nor is it a Gentile church. In the first century, for a time, there were many more Jews than Gentiles. But soon, God began to call a people for his name from among the Gentiles. And by the tens of thousands, they believed the good news and came to Christ through faith. Now think a minute about what might have happened to the apostles if Jesus had announced that he was going to build a church made up of equal partners, Jews and Gentiles. That was something they would not be able to stomach. That was something that would be contrary to everything they had been taught from their childhood. If Jesus had even mentioned that, they would have demanded that he explain what's happening to Israel. Aren't we the people of God anymore? Well, he couldn't explain it to them. They were not able to bear it. But after the Spirit came and gave, first of all, Peter a vision, and then called the Apostle Paul and revealed to him the mystery of the church, gradually the Spirit taught these apostles that indeed Christ's church is made up of more than Jew. It's made up of everyone who believes in Christ. But this is a subject that they would not have been able to bear while Christ was on earth. Jesus, of course, did not teach everything that the church needs. You won't find it in the Synoptic Gospels of Matthew, 
Mark, and Luke, you'll have to read the whole Bible. As a matter of fact, the Synoptic Gospels are aimed primarily at Israel. They are written from a context of Judaism. That's the perspective of those writers. But if you want church truth rather than truth for the Jews, then go to the Gospel of John, the book of Acts. Go to the epistles and you will find what Jesus Christ is saying to the church today. Are you being taught by Jesus Christ today? I hope you are. And if so, you'll find that teaching in the epistles written by the apostles and the prophets of the New Testament. Even when the Spirit did come and reveal this truth about the equality of Gentiles with Jews, some of the Jews had great difficulty in accepting it, and they wanted to hold on to the law and bring the law into the church, and that caused a great deal of difficulty. It was necessary for Paul to write epistles and deal with this subject, and Galatians is one of those, as is Ephesians chapter 2 and 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and many other passages. Well, we'll continue our study tomorrow. Consider this. If you died and an angel said, Why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? If you don't know the answer to that, you need our booklet entitled Heaven's Password. Write for your copy today. Ask for Heaven's Password. It's free. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.com.